Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> podcast Network Asia. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more information on the shows and the network, visit podcastnetwork.asia and Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up for free at podmetrics.co and use my referral code, RJ Ledesma. We're very lucky that we were able to continue uh, business as usual this year, maybe 20% less on efficiency. But um, because of that, I guess this is a way for players like us, uh, small to mid-sized developers, to somewhat catch up on uh, bigger developers. Again, uh, those developers that are big now, MegaWorld, they also started small. They also learned from the mistakes of other developers. So that's something that uh, uh, we're trying to learn again in this uh, in this crisis. Thank you so much to everybody for joining us here this evening. My name is RJ Ledesma. Thank you to everybody tuning in to us both here in the Philippines and all over the world. It's the first time that we are coming out here on a Friday night. So for those spending your Friday night with us, maraming salamat. And for those who are first-timers to the RJ Ledesma podcast, uh, we just like to let all of you know that the RJ Ledesma podcast is all about interviewing the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs and learning more about what they think and how they think about business, what are their success secrets, how they have innovated their businesses during this pandemic, and more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal, or what I like to call now the better normal. Now, is there a business personality out there or an entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. I would love to have them here on the show. Drop us a message here right now. Uh, we are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, and Global Pinas TV. So for everybody listening to us here right now, thanks so much. Especially my good friend, Anthony Orais Luterio, boss Tonton Luterio. Thank you so much. Amazing boss, RJ. Excited with our good friends, boss Cesar and boss Carson Chewa. Thanks also to the rest of the Filipino host family for tuning in here tonight to the RJ Ledesma podcast. Now... Tonight, we have both Cesar Wee and Carson Cho, who are respectively the CEO and founder uh, of WeCom Community Developers. That is a real estate company that produces premium homes in the key places all over the country to ensure that Filipinos have a better quality of life. Now, just recently, just last week, they literally dominated this year's 8th Property Guru uh, Property Guru Property Awards with nine awards, which included the Best Housing Development Award that was won by their latest project, Diamond Heights, which is quite incredible for a very young company relatively. When you look at them in terms of the real estate industry, they're just 11 years old, but they've racked in so many awards. In, in a recent uh, seminar, one of the mentors of Cesar said about him, 
his name is Jerry Cho. He's the CEO of property company of Friends or Pro Friends, one of the country's largest property developers. He said, it's better to be lucky than to be brilliant. And during the anniversary of we WeCom last year, he said that Cesar is lucky, very, very lucky. And just to let you know, in 11 short years, WeCom, led by Cesar and Carson, have amassed reserved sales of more than 4,700 residential units or 17 billion nationwide, peaking in 2018 and 2019 with 4.5 billion and 5.2 billion in sales, respectively. But that was in 2019. Let's find out what's happening to them in 2020. So please welcome over here on my show. Very happy to have both of them right now, both Cesar We, president and uh, founder of uh, WeCom. And of course, we have Carson Choa, the chief operating officer, joining us here right now. Let's welcome them here to the front. Cesar, welcome. Carson, welcome. Hi, RJ. Hi, RJ. Hello. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, my build up ko sa inyo. Pwede, pwede ba? Yeah. Para sobra eh. It feels like we're just uh, hanging out in the office or hanging out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the great thing is, I mean, I haven't, to, I've, I've told this to many people actually that I'm so impressed by what you guys have done. Um, we're we're almost practically the same age. We all grew up in the same time, same circumstances, and, and you guys have managed to do something that many developers, much older than yours, haven't been able to accomplish just yet. Tell me a bit more about what happened recently, um, Cesar Carson, the Property Guru Awards. What was that all about, and why was it such a milestone for you guys? Uh, Go, sir. Carson. Yeah. So, well, well, basically, the Property Guru Awards. I think it's a it's an award giving body that's been around for the past um, fifteen years, uh, all around Asia. So, um, what I always tell Carson is, uh, we uh, every year since I uh, since we started developing, I would always um, eagerly watch that uh, award show and. Uh, it's very prestigious. Unfortunately for us developers, we don't get too many awards because there are uh, there's not a lot of uh, award-giving bodies in uh, our industry. So, so hopefully one of these days we can join uh, and uh, just be nominated. We'll be happy to be nominated. So this year was the year uh, I talked to Carson and we said, uh, we'll give our application, we'll give them a portfolio of our projects nationwide, and uh, we'll see. As long as uh, they, they announce our names, as long as they make us as one of the nominees, we'll already be happy. But uh, uh, something else happened. We won nine awards nationwide. Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, during that day of the awarding, uh, I was with Carson, and we were playing badminton because personally... I didn't want to to hold a viewing party with with our partners or our company and watch that show and then wala kaming mapanalo. So I'm okay Carson. let's just play badminton and then let's see the results after we play. So when we got nine awards actually I was very shocked. I don't know about Carson if he was shocked but I was very shocked. Carson, how has it come to you right now? I mean, you, you've been quite, you've been in the field for quite a long time. I mean, you've been a developer also for a long time. How did it feel when you finally got those awards? Was it a, like a, kumbaga, parang it's like a testimony to what you guys did in terms of your hard work? Uh, well, when we started, Cesar, I told him really, 
when we do projects, we have to differentiate ourselves, RJ, because we're not SMDC, we're not the big players, right? So we always want to make sure that no matter how small or um, um, singular the project is, we just want to make sure that it's a special one. So when it happened that uh, the, the, the award-giving body or property guru saw the projects and they appreciated the, the time that we put in, Medyo, it's a it's a different feeling. Eh? It validates the effort that we really put in. So, Medyo, we're proud. Everyone's proud about the, the awards. Actually, we were not expecting anything. We were up against bigger developers, um, uh, much more successful developers. So, it really came as a surprise. Pero, I mean, I'll take it, diba? So we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, of course. I'll take it. Now, uh, I, you know, what, I just have this. I, I just as I look at both of you, you both seem to be very, very competent and very, very good. And I know I want to talk about your training to become developers in just a bit. And what I often feel as I'm looking at both of you, you guys have both have very strong personalities. You both know how to manage businesses. How do you guys manage to work together? Because you guys are a dynamic duo, diba? And you're you can both be very. You look like you both can be both very strong personalities. One projects to be done. How do you manage to 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 stay? working together and even on a friendly basis because I work with my wife and, you know, sometimes we get mad, mad at each other every day <laughs> when we handle the business. And and you guys are, you know, you guys seem to be, you know, you're good friends, but you're also managing the business at the same time. How, how do you guys do that? Maybe, sorry, you can start off. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Siguro, actually, I know where you're coming from, RJ. Uh, when I started the company in 2008, uh, it was, uh, again, I was also working with my wife. Uh, that's really the start of, Small businesses talaga, diba? So, um, yeah, it's not easy to work with your wife, obviously. Um, secondly, uh, when we had kids, so I, I we talked about it and then my wife understood that uh, taking care of the kids was our priority. So she she uh, stopped working for the company and then eventually uh, I had to, yeah, I had to pay people to work for me. Because my wife was a uh, free labor at that time. Eh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, working with uh, Carlson, um, it's not that hard, RJ. Uh, I was with I met Carlson when I was mentoring in uh, Pro Friends in Property Company of Friends with uh, Uncle Jerry Choa. Uh, Carlson is easy to work with, um, uh, maybe because I'm secretly an introvert, so maybe I get. Uh, I get along with RJ, uh, with uh, with Carson. I feel Carson is secretly an extrovert, so yeah, in a way, yeah, we, <laughs> in a way, I feel we balance each other. Um, uh, uh, I, we respect each other because uh, when we trained under pro friends, uh, our knowledge base is the same. The way we tackle problems and our basic language of doing business is the same. But at the end of the day, it all boils down to core values. Uh, I feel that uh, decisions that we make, uh, even though our process getting uh, going into those final decisions are so different, uh, we still end up with the same answers all the time. That's what I tell the people we mentor and our other partners. Uh, Carson takes sometimes takes the long route. Maybe I do a shortcut route on making decisions, but at the end of the day, we still meet at the same place. I see, and I know I know also Carson that uh, prior to working together with Cesar, you had your own development companies, that right? You were doing something on yeah. your own, and then yeah, uh, yeah. how? And then you know to work together with somebody in this one. I mean, it, it's 
I know it's like I used to work for Procter and Gamble before. So you know, sometimes when you when you come from a company with the same sort of language, the same sort of strategic thinking, it's easier to talk. But it doesn't necessarily. That's not necessarily the main. You know, you can all have the same set of how you think about doing business, but you still don't get along, even if you do that one. So how did you? Why did you? I guess agree or decide? Yeah. Uh, Cesar's a good guy to work with, and um, uh, okay. I won't do my own business. I'm going to just work together with Cesar. Yeah. Well, as as what uh, Cesar mentioned in Pro Friends, actually we got along. Uh, I think there were around four or five PDs during that time. So PDs are project directors. So there were four or five of us, and uh, everyone got along. But in terms of personality, siguro more siguro mahilig tayo minom ng konte or uh, we we share the same passion for basketball so more or less we gravitated towards each other um in terms of why i decided working with cesar actually nung time na yan well it, it's a long story eh ano kumbaga we had difficulties financial difficulties sa family etc and um ever since uh cesar and i met Always he would tell me, uh, Carson, why don't we do a project together? Alam mo yan. So, ako naman, alam mo naman, RJ, diba, in a typical Chinese family, uh, the, the the children are expected to work for the family, right? So, and I always declined. I, I, I would always tell Cesar, hindi pwede, kasi my, my family expects this much and I can't do it. If I do something with you, how would they take it, etc. Then I guess, ano rin siya? It's it's a problem that actually brought uh, more blessings. Alam mo RJ. When when the problems happen sa business ng dad ko, it actually freed me up to do other things because nothing was stopping me already at that point, right? So, uh, hats off ako kay Cesar kasi kumbaga when I approached him in 2012, I think that was December, I still remember, I went to his house. Sabi ko, sorry, you remember you told me like five years ago you wanted to do I mean, to work together. And um, and he said, uh, oh, bakit? Ganyan. Sabi ko, well, is that offer still open? I mean, uh, would you still accept me? Yeah. Sabi niya, yeah, yeah, sige, sige, ganyan, ganyan. It was a very short talk, di ba, sir? 30 minutes, ganyan. And uh, when we started, actually, ako, nung time na yan, I don't know if I should share, basta sabi ko lang kay sir, basta I, I, I don't have any money to put in. I just have what I have inside here. Parang kumbaga, the, the, the passion to work and the willingness to work and whatever experience I, I got from pro friends, right? So sabi ko, ano lang, basta, ano, uh, wala mo na, wala mo na sweldo-sweldo pinag-uusapan. So just do give give me a uh, industrial partner stake, a very small stake, 10%, uh, but it's based on whatever we earn. So meaning if, we, if the project that you will ask me to handle will not work, then uh, you don't have to pay me anything. So kumbaga, it's really uh, you're, you're banking against yourself, right? So if you fail, so you spend two years of your life, kung walang pinita yung project, wala kang pera, parang yun yan. So, I mean, hats off ako, sorry, very generous to me. He started opening more opportunities to me and also to my brother. So, um, wala, it's always, ano eh, yung always mantra ko is to always be, to be grateful, right? So, no matter how, how how hard things are or you think now you're doing so much, et cetera, it could have been worse if the opportunity or the the chance wasn't presented during that time. So uh, it, it carries you, eh, diba? So I, I mean, uh, different talaga personality namin is art. Kumbaga, a mantra niya is work smart, 
mantra ko is work hard. So, parati namin pinag-aawayan sa office which one's correct. <laughs> but actually, the, the, the correct answer is somewhere in the middle, right? So, you can't keep on working hard, but you're not doing it efficiently. But you can't think always uh, the working smart, but you're not working at all, di ba? So, it's somewhere in the middle. Parang what a, what a really great story. I'm, I'm very inspired by that. Yeah, Cesar, please go ahead. Yeah, can I just add to the story, ni Carson? So when we were in Pro Friends under the mentorship program of Jerry Choa, uh, I, uh, I always share the story. Carson was the best project director during that time. So we had the workshop. <laughs> uh, so for me, it is uh, RJ. Uh. So we had a workshop, an out-of-town workshop in Tagaytay. Um, so we were given uh, uh, different scenarios, and then we would study it during the day, Saturday. And next morning, Sunday, we would present it. So in a way, I, I, I kind of felt that uh, Carson will pull off a great presentation the next day and it will make me look bad. So that night, uh, I got Carson really, really, really drunk. Uh, <laughs> and I, 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 we got the, the karaoke machine and then I said, Carson, let's sing. So we sang until maybe around 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had to wake up at 8 o'clock. So I said, okay, I'm so sure Carson won't wake up or uh, he won't. He won't remember his presentation. So, in a way, uh, he won't look uh, so much more better than me. So next day, Carson woke up. Okay, plus one for Carson. Uh, and then he did the presentation. But Carson was so drunk and so tired from the night before. He didn't have the. Or he didn't have the voice to talk the next day. Parang pause na pause. <laughs> But but again, uh, that really shows how good Carson is. Um, he did the presentation. He got a mic. Uh, he he spoke uh, even with the uh, small uh, little volume in his voice. But he still pulled off that presentation. So that day, it really made me realize how how much how good Carson is. Uh, second story when uh, when Carson was saying that he talked to me that day. When he left my house, uh, immediately I talked to my wife, Audrey, and then I said, finally, uh, since day one, we've been wishing for a partner like Carson. That's why I've been uh, somewhat courting Carson. Every time I see him, I invite him to my birthday or I invite him to have dinner sometimes. But I always tell him, Oi, Carson, in case you're, you change your mind, uh, the company's still here waiting for you. So when he finally agreed and then he finally said uh, he's willing to join the company, I remember I told my wife, we'll be okay. When Carson is on board, I know we'll be okay. And uh, I think okay is an understatement to where Carson brought our company now. Well, what a great story. So, mag-MU na kayo ngayon, di ba? Ni Carson. How, 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 how unmillennial, how, how baby boomer yung ating language, how gentle. Yeah, people don't know what MU means anymore, actually. <laughs> and then, what I like actually, and as I reflect on what, what you both were talking about, there were two themes that are coming out. And number one, is the importance of mentorship, I guess, no? Because you, you, you guys are both where you are right now because you had a really good mentor to get you to where you are. And you kind of, after that one, uh, you, you flew from there. But at the same time, it's the idea that kumbaga, pain is prologue or problems were prologue. Uh, Carson's family had, or, or Carson's business had uh, financial difficulties. And I know, sir, before you began this company, you had a really interesting story that made you actually start off uh, doing WeCom. Uh, for many people, just to let you know, no, I mean, Assessor's family, uh, his dad is a 
uh, is Ambassador Wee. Uh, he is the ambassador of the Philippines to Indonesia. And his mom, very good friend of mine, actually. She's an artista. You will see her in Manopo. But uh, uh, <laughs> Miss Rosalind Wee, uh, they are the, the king and queens of Karajinan. And they do the W Group. But Cesar doesn't work for the W Group. WeCom is his business. And I want to go back to the secret origin right now, Cesar. Let's take a step back and tell us a bit more of how you guys came together and then how you eventually uh, put up WeCom. I want to go back also and, and ask them, you know, you keep on talking about good men. We keep on talking about good mentors. And you and you know, I often tell people, how did you start off? You know, do you have mentors or tormentors when you started off the business? And I know that you guys got trained under Jerry Choa. I see so many people telling me that Jerry Choa is such a great person to have learned real estate from. For people like you, from people like JPD, who has his only developed his own development company. Why was it so great to train under Jerry? What did you guys learn under him, under his mentorship uh, over there in uh, Pro Friends? Sir, please start, and then Carson can chime in after. Okay. Do, do I start with the history of why? Uh, yeah, yeah, please, how please. All of this happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe in a nutshell. Um, so I graduated college in uh, 1998. Uh, I went to work for my dad immediately. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it was the Asian global uh, Asian crisis. So uh, my first project, uh, well, which was the first project of my dad in real estate, uh, we did a 14-story building in Arnette Avenue in Quezon City. So obviously, uh, without mentorship or without anyone knowing how to do real estate, uh, it, it 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 failed. Uh, it was a flop project. Uh, I was. Uh, I was tasked to sell uh, the condo units, uh, which I wasn't able to do. Um, and then eventually, uh, yeah, um, after four years, uh, actually, I didn't really want to find a mentor. I didn't know that was the key that time, that uh, you need to find a mentor to excel in, in an industry. But luckily, I, I talked to someone from the bank. And uh, I was trying to acquire a property right in front of our house. It was a small 300-square-meter property. So when I talked to the person from the bank, I said, uh, I want to buy this property. I don't have money, but uh, my brothers who are much richer than me, uh, I have three <laughs> brothers who are more successful than me, uh, uh, they, they, they agreed. Uh, Sige, we'll buy this property. You can handle it. And for me, uh, my only goal that time was, just to prove to myself and to prove to my family that I can I can develop a property well, and my first uh, failure was just a flop. But yeah, um, things changed. Uh, that person from the bank referred me to Jerry Choa, and she said, uh, "If you want to develop properties, you should talk to this guy. This guy is very good. Uh, uh, he's one of the up and coming developers uh, that we know." Uh, so maybe before he developed that property, go to Jerry Choa and talk to him. So I was like, uh, okay, well, what do I have to lose? Diba? So um, uh, I, I called Mr. Choa and then I said, okay, uh, can I go to your office? So I went to his office. Uh, he, he talked to me about developing properties. He talked to me about uh, what they've been doing. So I, I was so interested. I said on the spot, I said, hey, um, can I work for you uh, and learn the business? Uh, and then he said, how about your dad? How about your family business? I said, uh, it's okay. Uh, we're six siblings, so I don't think my dad would mind uh, <laughs> one of them leaving for a while. So my dad also uh, said yes. Uh, after doing an uh, 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 investigation on who Jerry Choa was, <laughs> and, and I started working for uh, Jerry Choa that time um, for around five years. 
after that, um, I went back to the family business because for me, there was uh, something um, something that I needed to finish. Eh. So I went back to the family business. I told my dad, okay, uh, I did projects for Jerry Choa. So yeah, so I went to went back to the family business. So I, uh, my dad said, okay, let's try one project. So I spearheaded our first project in BGC. It's called the W Tower. So uh, when we did that, um, practically sold out in three months. Uh, it's a uh, 16, uh, 16 story project. Uh, and because of that, uh, my dad got more confidence in doing more projects, uh, more real estate projects in BGC. So after that, we did uh, more of the commercial and office buildings. Uh, but yeah, um, again, it, it's uh, it's probably the entrepreneur in me that wanted me to put up a business. So after, when uh, I realized that uh, I wanted to do more residential projects, I, I decided to leave the family uh, after that project. So so uh, that's the reason why I put up uh, We Communities. But Cesar, I remember you tell me one time that uh, when you were working for Jerry Chua, he actually fired you, diba, right? from from the business or fired you from from Pro Friends. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, uh, uh, Jerry Chua fired me twice. Uh, once was um, <laughs> because uh, I I was always uh, late for for meetings. Uh, <laughs> so I was always late for some meetings. So he got mad at me. Uh, that's one. But we, we talked about it and I told him, I, I said, uh, uh, Uncle Jerry, uh, this is really my problem ever since, uh, I was working for my dad. My dad, uh, also fired me for the same reason for not going to work early. But I told <laughs> Uncle Jerry, I said, just give me this one thing. Um, I won't be able to go to work early. Maybe the earliest would be maybe around 11 a.m. But, but I promise you I'll work harder than anyone else in the office. If I go there at 11 a.m., trust me that I will leave your office at 12 midnight because I also sleep late. Eh. So, sabi ko, um, it's not, uh, it, it, it's something that, uh, I can change, but it's really my personality. Even right now, RJ, I sleep at four o'clock, five o'clock a.m. It's, I, I, I guess I think better at night when everyone's, everything's quiet. So, uh, for me, Uncle Jerry gave that to me. And because of that, uh, I appreciated it and I, I worked doubly hard because of that. So that, that was one. The second time that he fired me was the time that he said that, uh, apparently, uh, he said I was ready to put up my own business and, uh, he didn't need me anymore in pro friends. So again, uh, another shocking revelation from Uncle Jerry. But at that time, uh, uh, I'm actually now, I mean, thinking about it now, I'm lucky that I had a mentor that let me go. Uh, at that time, uh, the timing was perfect. Uh, in 2008, property prices weren't that expensive yet. And there were still a lot of opportunities that, uh, could have been uh, taken advantage of. So luckily I was able to buy some properties at that time. If, if I, if maybe, uh, if Uncle Jerry didn't think that way, he could have retained me in pro friends because I was, I think I was doing a good job in pro friends. I was handling the bigger projects. So. Again, uh, getting a good mentor uh, really, really matters. Wow, and and, and uh, Carson, I'm curious, curious to know, to know from you as well. No, I mean he is your he is your uncle, but then did you just naturally gravitate to him? Did you become? Did you want to be mentored by him? And how was that like? What was the experience like? And what were you able to pull out of this one? Uh, out of the yeah. whole mentorship experience? 
Uh, I think similar Kaysar, uh, he had issues with his dad. I also had issues with my dad. So it's always harder to work under your dad, right? Because he involves uh, yeah. emotions with work. So it's a, it's a formula that's very hard to pull off. So eventually my dad suggested that, why don't you work with Uncle Jerry? So I mean, I can't uh, be as emotional with my, my Uncle Jerry, right? So I, I have to be more rational. I have to be more objective when we work. So um, basically, when I started working for, for Pro Friends, one of the things I really enjoyed was, see, Uncle Jerry really gave us a, parang a bandwidth. Eh. He gave us a really wide uh, spectrum of freedom. So basically, ang titig na lang niya parate sa ESR device. Oh, uh, anong gusto mo dito sa project na to? Uh, what's the business plan? How much would we earn? So the concept, everything is up to you. So as long as you meet the, the deliverables, the timing of delivery of the houses, uh, the, the profit that you committed, bahala ka na. Then um, it's really, it was really there when I realized that um, to separate yourselves with your other fellow PDs, you have to understand all the aspects of the business. Kasi syempre, pag pumasok ka dun sa pro friends, amount of learning you get really is dependent on you. Because uh, he has everything set up already, diba? So you've been to his office before, diba, RJ? Yep, yep. So he has respective departments already. So basically, you can, your, your work can be as simple as just simply giving instructions, diba? But then if you, if you want to fine-tune everything, it's up to you to dig deeper and really talk to the sales team, talk to the marketing team, talk to the docs, etc., etc. So um, actually, yung learnings ko na yon is the same thing that I try to share with our current uh, mentees. So we love the concept so much that uh, Cesar actually around two, three years ago suggested, why don't we have our own mentorship program as well? So in, in our office, you'll find uh, one, two, three, around four mentees. So these are individuals, tamaba, around four, right? Maybe One, around six, Carson. Yeah. Ako number seven. <laughs> yeah. So the so concept is still the same. So, but then I, instead of um, knowing the business deeper as an option, I want to make sure it's a prerogative, right? So it's, a, it's something that they have to go through rather than, in our case, it was an option. Whether we do it or not, it's up to us. Then uh, what I really took away from ProFriends was the concept of ano, a family, the bazaar. If you remember, when we go there, si Uncle Jerry would always invite um, si Gus. You know Gus, de ba? Yes. Are so he just invite Gus. Yeah. Then sila mamtate, etc. For lunch. So it's a simple lunch. I'm always favorite lunch hangout is Han Pao Jan sa may show. So we'd always eat there, de ba? So um, Yun yung iba eh. So parang these people, no matter how hard or difficult life became, uh, andyan sila because they're there not for the pay. They're there for, for, the, for, the, for the friendship, you know, yung family culture. And it's something that uh, we, we really consciously try to, to do also here in, in, in WECOM. So we, 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 want, we want to make sure na meron yun. Hey there, this is Nikki Torres. Check out Chief Best Friends, a podcast for work besties everywhere. If you've ever wondered whether business and friendship can mix, then this show is for you. This is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Uh, 
Um, siguro one more thing in pro France is, yeah, Carson is correct that parang uh, Uncle Jerry let us go. Kumbaga let us go meaning uh, if you have a good concept, I trust you. If you make mistakes, it's on you. It's the accountability. Yeah. I, I remember um, my first project there was uh, California West Hills in uh, Cavite. So I was selling very well because the package was uh, uh, was was very affordable. But mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, uh, we had some delays in construction. So every Monday, we would have meetings with uh, the brokers uh, every Monday afternoon. And then I remember uh, brokers would actually curse me. Buyers would call me and get mad at me and say, uh, where's my house? It's so delayed, blah, blah, blah. And it's something that, Uncle Jerry let let ha- let us uh, have the experience. So, oh, yeah. the experience of people getting mad at you. Uh, you're getting the first hand um, uh, uh, fe- emotions of these people who are angry. So th- that's something that uh, I, I I think was one of the biggest lessons I learned uh, from pro friends. Uh, it's really the accountability and the responsibility for our clients. Wow. That that's that's something because some people they'll just hide, diba? They, other developers they'll just hide. They don't want to talk to the client at all if, wow. if that's happening, diba? Yeah. Now, um, this is what's interesting right now. So many people are also thinking, okay, it's an eleven-year-old company, and if I want to start off real estate development right now, I mean, number one is what pain point can I still solve? What niche is there still available to develop in? And and number two is where do I get the money? I mean, that's basically. I mean, there are other businesses if you do food. If you do, uh, like what I do, or, or other businesses which are consultancy, they, there's not much, uh, you know, there's not much capital that goes out. But when you talk about real estate, it seems to be a very daunting industry, and you know, it's hard, it's hard to crack unless you already have some capital with you to leverage. So, um, if you don't mind sharing, how did you guys go about? I mean, Cesar, how did you start the first project? Um, and did you have to leverage family, uh, some help from the family, or was that uh, all you? Um, maybe to start, uh, well, one of the things, again, uh, Uncle Jerry helped us with was when I started in ProFriends, he let me invest some money in the projects I was handling. So that actually gave me some capital when I started my own company. But again, um, when I started Wecom, uh, I, I didn't get the financial support from my parents, uh, um, obviously, because... Uh, that that wasn't the direction of the family business. They they my dad obviously wanted everyone to work for him. So when I started it, um, I guess same with Carson. Uh, I borrowed money from friends. I borrowed money from um, some family members, uh, namely my brothers. Actually, not my brothers. It's more the my sister in law. <laughs> my sister in law because yeah because uh, obviously my brothers wanted me to stay in the family business so. Uh, they were also uh, torn that time, uh, but yeah, uh, it it um, it's not easy to to get that capital. Uh, I was fortunate that Uncle Jerry let me invest, and then I had uh, money coming in from pro friends. Uh, but I mean, for people who want to go into real estate, that's why we always say find a mentor because if you find a mentor and you're lucky enough that the mentor allows you to invest capital in the projects that's a big plus that's a very big plus uh secondly um you can partner with friends like what uh carson and i and our other partners and mentees in the office are doing we pull money and then we uh we do the project together wow what a great story and also 
Um, I wanted to ask, and I'm going to ask also the same similar question to to Carson over here. Is that uh, like you said? No, you're not a big developer. I mean, you're not a big developer, but you're not anymore a small developer. You're sort of like what I call a boutique developer. How did you still find that that space in that? You know, people keep on thinking it's it's too crowded. I don't have enough money to compete, or I don't know what space to compete in. How did you know what to find when you want when you went into development? Mm. Can, can I answer that question? Sure, sure, I please, Carson. Actually, there's a there's a big room on where you can play. Because the, the major players, uh, again, it depends on the segment that you want to tap, right, RJ? So, for example, oh. let's say in our case, we have a mix of uh, affordable and we have a mix of mid-range uh, projects, right? So let's focus on the affordable uh, packages first. Because uh, I think that there's a wider base of uh, potential buyers who can actually buy from the affordable housing. So... If you look at the major players, you'll see uh, SMDC, even Ayala, das Amaya, and uh, Avida, right? So one thing you'll notice uh, for the bigger developments, even Camellia, always you'll see um, Amaya escapes so-and-so location. Then you'll see um, Amaya steps so-and-so, Avida sky so-and-so. So... Basically, what the bigger developments are doing is that they have already a template. So meaning it's a template of what used to work or what seems to still work now. And uh, regardless of location, regardless of the market that they want to tap, they just slap in the same product, right? So that's why you see... Cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Yeah, so it's a cookie cutter formula. So basically, in, in a way for me, I feel it's a disservice... Sorry, magagalit ba sila sa akin? But anyway, this is my oh, personal a, it's opinion. It's a pain point which you can address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I, I just feel that um, the market, affordable market, deserves a product that's uh, uh, finely tuned for that particular market's need. See? So, for example, let's say, no matter how affordable the packages that we would uh, uh, start, we'd always look at cinema market natin, what's being offered in the area. How much are they getting it for? Uh, is this the best package that they can get? So it's more of a ano tayo, di ba? Sorry, disruptor tayo. So when we, for as an example, when we went to Davao, and you have a lot of established local players and big players, the nationwide players, you'll notice that um, I think this was five years ago. Uh, you'll notice the mode nila of development is still the old school way of development, wherein before nagtake off in property values in Davao. A lot of the developers were offering super big cuts of property with super small houses. Okay, so meaning that's a 100 square meter lot with a 40 square meter bungalow. So that's the typical product that they offer. And kami naman, syempre, we want to align profitability in the product, right? So basically, if you have a uh, property that's a hectare and you slice it by 100 square meters, you end up with less lots compared to slicing it up at uh, 80 square meters. That's right. Okay, so basically what we did was we um, reduced the lot sizes a little uh, a little less than our competitors, but we offered twice the size for the house, right? So you'll see the pain points of the affordable market is that since they buy the property via installment, the issue is how can they improve their property via installment as well? Eh, wala na yun eh, di ba? Hinulugan mo yung bahay mo, when you get the contractor after it's done, you can't pay installment. You pay in cash, right, while you're building the house. So that's why if you look at properties that were 
uh, sold with big, big lots in small houses. Shapso yung development, shapso yung expansion, uh, the, the, the quality is not the same, right? So, ang amin, we wanted to offer something that can be their quote unquote, parang kumbaga dream home. So, it's, uh, it can grow with you. So, it doesn't have to be 40 square. We'll offer an 80 square meter, two story house for you. But the, the, the property size may be a little bit smaller by 20. But we offer you a better proposition, right? So it's more of really taking time to understand that uh, understand the product that you want to bring in. And uh, true enough, with the help of Filipino homes, when we went into Davao, uh, we sold out that first phase in less than three months. Wow! So coming from a developer that does vertical developments in Metro Manila, no track record in Davao, we're not even well known in Metro Manila, and we went into Davao. And imagine the response of the market. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite proud of that product because after we did that, even the big players started mimicking the model. They started lowering the, I mean, bringing down the lot area and making better houses, which I think, sorry, but overall, the more competition is better because panalo is parate is the buyer. That's At the end right. of the day, panalo yung buyer, that's good. You're improving the real estate market. So uh, if you go around, Davao now, you'll see a lot of houses that look very similar to our first series of houses in Diamond Heights. Diba, sir? I mean, uh, kumbaga, yun yung medyo, uh, eventually, what we uh, placed in the market that disrupted it became the norm. It's now the norm. And ang trick ngayon is how do you create another new, new, new concept, diba? So it's always taking time to understand the market. Really great story. Sir, I think you want to add to that. It looks like you want to add to yeah. To add to that, siguro, um, nga, every time you get into a market, you I guess uh, the rule is just be creative. Don't don't uh, try to replicate what everyone else is doing. That's uh, I guess that's something we do. Like for example, our first project in San Juan. San Juan kasi is known to be a city that uh, it's puro townhouses lang talaga. That's what people in San Juan are accustomed to it. So you can't sell small condos to in to people in San Juan. So what we did in the first project, Baron, uh, first Baron, we did two-story condos uh, that are almost as big as townhouses. But then, uh, Carson, uh, as, as I bring back Cesar over here in, in in a bit, I just wanted to ask you as well. Um, you had the, you, you used to have a family business, and you and you also left them to to join Cesar. How was that like also for you? Was that what what kind of learning did you get from that? Because there are many people who can also relate to your situation. Apparently, you know, uh, did you have to leave it? But was it a difficult decision to make? How was that like for you? Yeah, so difficult in a sense that, siempre, you feel you have a certain sense of responsibility towards your family, right? So me being the eldest boy, alam mo naman sa Chinese. Eldest boy is supposed to, you know, parang take over or at least assist the dad more. So, um, you know, it's it's a it's a problem that eventually became a blessing, deba. Right? So there was no choice to revive that that the old business. So basically, there was nothing stopping me. But Shepre, you also have this sense of responsibility of, you're the only one. Okay, so uh, that's why I'm also thankful to Cesar when. Things started working out well. I told him, is it possible if I invite some of my brothers to join me in your company? Because um, I think that's one of the greatest success stories of WeCom. It's very inclusive. Um, 
everyone, I mean, we get, um, recently we got someone who graduated from a, a uh, university in the States. She's only 21, 22 years old, I think. And um, she wanted to learn the business. She had the same story. So she came from a family that has a real estate background, but they're more into commercial developments. And um, I guess they just structured yung family nila. They have a lot of male cousins. So parang syempre, being one of the uh, female cousins, wala siya masyadong voice, right? And she wanted to prove herself. And when we interviewed her, Cesar and I interviewed her, yung story niya in a way resonated sa amin. This is someone hungry. This is someone who wanted to learn. And we didn't really care too much about background niya. I mean, ano yung ginawa mo na? Saan ka naging successful kami? You want to learn the business? You're serious about putting in the work? We, we got her in. So parang, yun yun eh. Yun yung success story ng WeCom eh. And uh, to add lang with what you said, RJ, kanina, how come hindi kami nagtatalo ni Sar? Actually, normal naman sa business na there are some arguments, right? But we understand that yung arguments namin are purely business-related. It has nothing to do with um, with yung, um, how we take care of each other. Um, uh, kumbaga, it doesn't make sense to fight over business. Eh. Kumbaga, the last thing we want to happen is mag-away kami dahil sa negosyo. And uh, so far, so far so good. And uh, we were able to grow primarily by adding more friends into the business. Like in Davao, we got Cesar's cousin. Uh, in Iloilo, we got one of... Uh, Cesar's um uh long uh kumbaga one of Cesar's good friends who's locally based in Iloilo. Then full circle, next year we're gunning for CDO, RJ. And mm-hmm. ang pinakaswerte niyan is ano, we're given the go signal or kumbaga yung kumbaga yung level of trust coming from Uncle Jerry to partner with us. So balik to na siya. Imagine imagine the story. Right? Wow. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so yun yung yun yung talagang ano diyan eh super kumpaka si Uncle Jerry has always been very generous and we told him sabi ko sa kanya aren't you afraid na eventually will become your com- competitor then i guess it 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 also comes with self belief niya diba he told us by the time you're as big as me now i'll be uh, much bigger than you so <laughs> i love that naman naman eh, diba right so he was saying that your needs more at that point will be different from how I will need things in the future. So same goes like in CTO, they have a big property there, but for them, it's not, it's not anymore aligned with how they want to grow the company. Tama? So they want to focus in, uh, in Cavite, they want to focus in Iliilo. CDO is no longer one of their main, main focus points, right? So while in our case, we still want to expand to new areas, the new key, key cities in, in the Philippines. And, uh, and we talked with Uncle Jerry. Again, simple conversation. Uncle Jerry, it's TDO, po. are you interested in doing it? Do you think we can do you? So full circle talaga. Eh. I mean, and it's gratifying that your mentor trusts you enough now to partner with you, right, RJ? Parang, uh, iba yung feeling nun, eh. iba yung feeling nun. And, and Carson, having said all that, no, um, what I find interesting right now is that you know, all you've been doing is really from what you learned and you started developing developing projects, and then when you started developing the projects, um, you know, some are doing okay. Um, was there a point where you finally said, "Hey, things are really, really taking off"? 
parang what is that point now? All of a sudden, you go parang that pivot point where you said it looks like it's gonna work uh, work for you guys. Are you are you talking about the project or the company in general? The, the company as a whole. Maybe there was was it was it a particular project that you said, wow, it's doing good, or you entered into a specific geography, or you made specific partnerships where you said, ah, it, yeah. this is so, this is the time. I I, I always tell Cesar, that I think. In a way, we made a dent in real estate when balik the nine table. Because before, um, we really had to buy properties and develop them one by one. So, kumbaga, there's a timing issue, right, RJ? If you don't have enough funds, so you really have to start one, complete one before you can move on to the next, right? And the the problem in doing those types of developments is that you can't keep a good hold of your sellers. Siyempre, they can't wait for you not to do projects one at a time. Uh, you can't build a bigger organization because after I do this one project, what happens next, right? So I think in turning point na to, I realized it na medyo okay na kami was when we started getting offers from other people na sila na yung lumalapit asking us to do joint ventures together. I wow. think yun yung pinaka-gratifying. No? Kasi before, uh, we would... Uh, we were the ones begging for JVs, diba? So, and always, uh, you know, the, the deals were structured always in a way tilted na medyo in their favor just to close the deal, diba? So, ngayon, it's more of, ado, they approach us, but even if they do approach us, ang parati lang mindset namin ni Saris, we always want to be fair. We, we give them, we give them, kumbaga, yung the same opportunity with what Uncle Jerry gave us. So, we want to be fair, uh, project is a project. Once it's done, we still want to be friends afterwards, right? So, uh, I think yun 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 eh. So I, I felt na sayo sir, parang okay na tayo kasi people really started approaching us. Oh, why don't we do this project together? And kumbaga, and things started ano, kumbaga started becoming easier also kasi we're able to have to get better people. We're able to have um, uh, a stable of really solid sellers. Now they know that. If they invest time on you, you'd give them inventories to push, right? So, ano rin, parang, yeah, I think for me, yun na, ikaw, sir. Sorry, yeah. Let's go back to, to Baron. I want to go back, sorry, if you don't mind. I'll go back to the story of Baron because I found it totally interesting. You left us off in Baron. Uh, you made something a bit different, uh, a, a slightly differentiated project because you understood the market. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yung sa Baron one, basically, we just put the townhouses inside the buildings. So, in a nutshell, that's what we did. Uh, and then we sold it cheaper. So that's what it, we did for Baron One. So again, it's something people didn't usually do. So we were just trying to be creative. Uh, secondly, uh, for yung next project namin, which was Baron Two, we did a model which was a one bedroom with maids. Because usually what people do is they buy a two bedroom, tapos they use the second bedroom as a maids room. So, but we noticed in the market, uh, people still have their kids sleep in their bedrooms, but they need a maids room as well. So. These are products that are not usual in the market, and uh, when we when we did that for someone, it worked. So again, like what Carson mentioned, we just try to be creative. We try to bring out a better product in the market. Um, what people are usually used to is not necessarily better. Uh, what what other developers usually uh, offer our client uh, the clients isn't what you, I mean doesn't always work in in, in a way. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and you went to Kaninis, Carson. I really liked it because I asked him at the point, what was the point when you saw that Wecom was all of a sudden really picking up? Because you know, you're you're living the entrepreneurial life, and I know how that's like. There's the ups and downs. I mean, the ups are really up, but when you hit the down, you know, nobody knows how it feels like to be down when you're an entrepreneur. You're like, what what is that point for you when you felt, you know, it might not work? When is that point? And all of a sudden, tell me the point the one where you said, Aha, it looks like Wecom is on the way it's up. Wecom is on its way up. When is that uh, down point, Muna, for you? Well, the down point was really, you know, for me, for my first project, uh, again, uh, I was working with my wife. That's not the down point. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was harder uh, because my, my wife, Audrey, um, uh, is not from the industry. She, when she worked before, it wasn't in real estate. That's one. Uh, but secondly, it was really the lack of um, bouncing ideas with someone when I did my first project. And that's something we really had in Pro Friends. Eh? Uh, every time I would hit a, a, a brick wall, I would talk to Carson. I'll say, Carson, um, this is the problem I have with my project. Can you please help out? And then we had Jolly Pasqual there who would also uh, share his ideas. There were really a lot of brilliant people in Pro Friends that would be openly sharing ideas to competitors, I meaning we were competing internally inside Pro Friends, but still it's a healthy competition. Um, so that's something I didn't have for my first project. Again, luckily, uh, in my second project, I, I got a partner. Uh, you know him, uh, Puria was my partner. So that was my first uh, aha moment. Eh, na, okay, finally, I, I was able to convince one person to join me. So... Uh, <laughs> So, parang maybe I'm doing something right, diba? So, uh, yeah. And then, again, talking to that person every day, bouncing ideas. The crazier, the better. And then, the biggest aha moment was really when uh, Carson joined me. Again, uh, Carson is my idol. Uh, Carson is... I, I, I openly tell everyone Carson is so much better than me. I, I believe Carson is uh, maybe the best developer I've ever met in terms of... Um, yeah, in all... In, in in all aspects of the business, I'm sure you know that RJ. When you talk to Carson, right? um, he's willing to break things down and explain it to everyone, and and everyone uh, can absorb and digest it when he teaches. So that's something that he has that's very uh, very important in our company because we mentor people. So um, I think the the biggest attribute Carson has is not just mentoring for project directors, even for our department heads. Even for uh uh even for everyone, Parang Carson has uh the the willingness, the character, and the the patience to teach people. So that's those are the two aha moments that uh that really until now um uh parang we still feel the ripple effects of uh those two uh, milestones, RJ. Wow. I, I love how you guys really, really work, really the dynamic duo in growing this company. I like that work smart, work hard ethics, sort of like you can discuss things. And I think what's really coming out for people is, is the mentorship aspect that you can bounce to, bounce your ideas. Uh, and I think that's really great. And, and the one thing I want to ask, you know, you were a Manila-based developer, right? And then, you know, the exponential growth comes from you were able to grow outside of the area. How did you grow outside? I mean, for me, this is... You're a small company. You I mean you're a small boutique developer? You were able to expand into areas like like Davao, like Iloilo. How do you? How are you guys able to accomplish exponentially growing your businesses in these other areas outside of Manila? Cesar Carson, please feel free. Anybody yeah. can. Uh, jump in. Yeah. So actually, yun, yun rin eh. So it's really 
kung I guess kung swapang kami and we really wanted to keep everything to ourselves, uh, Wiko won't grow as fast and as and be as successful as it is today. So when we decided to, yun yung ito yung crazy thing about this RJ. Um, prior to 2016, I think in 2015, uh, ano lang kami one project at a time. So uh, in 2015, happy na kami. I think we hit around sir around the uh, 700 million of gross sales for that year. Okay, then um, then we told kasi nung time na yan, when I joined sir from 2013 to 2015, that's ma two three years lang, di ba? So in all honesty, I wasn't sure, di ba? Sorry, I told you, I wasn't sure how long the relationship would last, right? So will it be a one one project thing or two project thing? We don't know if we will work well together, etc. But yung first two years was really a, a feeling out stage. So we wanted to make sure that what Cesar mentioned, same values. Uh, we, we we need to love each other and love everyone we work with. Tapos yung passion for the work is there. And you measure we realize that we're on the same boat and same yung wavelength namin. That's when we dreamed. Eh. We started dreaming. So in 2015, we created this um, campaign. We call it uh, 10 in 20 campaign, RJ. So it's a uh, 10 billion in 2020. Okay. So that was from 2016 until 2020. So imagine gano kami kasira ulo, diba? So we were just doing only 700 million per year. And we were projecting to do 2 billion annually starting next year all the way to 2020 to hit our 10 billion target. So that was crazy, diba? And uh, brainstorming yan, nag-isip. So where do we go? Do we go to Cavite? Hindi, papatayin tayo niya Uncle Jerry doon. Ang laki na niya sobra doon. Do we go here? Do we go there? Then, uh, thinking outside of the box, we said, hindi lang naman Metro Manila yung, ano, ah, yung key city in the Philippines, di ba? So you have a lot of other metropolitan. So you have Davao as the Metro Manila of the South. You have um, Iloilo as the Metro Manila of uh, Visaya. So nag-shift yung direction namin. And again, it's always being inclusive. So nagtanong kami sa friends. Actually, Cesar has more. Kaya hindi totoo yung introvert siya. Mas marami siyang kaibigan sa akin. So, so he started messaging friends and asking, uh, do you want to do part, uh, do, you do, do you want to do JVs together, etc. Doon nag-umpisa yun eh. So it's really inviting friends to be part of the group. And it things became so much easier dahil doon. And, uh, so Davao, after a year and a half, Iloilo, then, then dun nag-start na marami na pumasok. Eh, Babila nagkaroon na kami ng Mandaluyong, nagkaroon na kami ng Fairview, then tapos CDO next year, then Bacolod also next year. Then um, so super proud ako sa team actually na in 2019, a year before we hit uh, yung 2020 target namin, RJ, we breached our 10 billion target. Wow. You're already at 11.5, I think, by 2019. And uh, so super wow yun. I mean, imagine from 700 million, di ba? And uh, ngayon naman, we're, we're crafting the next five years. Yun naman yung next goal namin. What do we do from 2020 to 2025? That's the next step that we're, we're, we're now looking at. Uh, I'm wondering, the, the, the way that you grew it, no? I mean, the growth seems exponential after you did a lot of the planning. If you had any, what would you call your magic bullets? What brought you that far? I mean, I, I know that you know you've got some formulas there. It was it was the sort of like the, the mentorship that you had, 
Um, what are the other things that, that you think have been your secrets to success? If you can share them, yung mga hacks niyo that, that got you that far in terms of sales, in terms of, I guess, development, in terms of partnerships. Uh, are there any that you, that you see right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think my answer might be very different from Carson. Um, I think, Siguro, we instilled something in the office that, uh, that, uh, that works, RJ. Uh, it's, it's yung people going to the office happy. Parang, the, not just the people we mentor, but even yung, uh, up to the, up to all of the departments, up to the staff level. Parang, that's the culture we want to have. The culture na you go to work happy, you like the people you work with, um, it's your second home. It's a uh, it's a place that you feel uh, safe. Uh, it's a place that uh, that you you like the people you, you work with. Uh, it's a parang uh, us against the world scenario. So I think that that is one of the main drivers for the growth of WeCom. It's uh, people feeling good working in the company and yung ay parang um, parang in a way uh, parang I, I'm willing to do all of this. Hard work, uh, uh, going home late, um, uh, doing extra things just because I love my department, I love my company, I love the people I work with. Uh, I think that's a that's a very big plus in terms of uh, what made us grow this this fast. Wow. Hi, this is Michael Waits, and I'm the host of the Asia Tech Podcast. Join me as I interview tech thought leaders, investors, and business founders across Asia to get the best insights on how they built their businesses from the ground up. Check out my new episodes every Wednesday at asiatechpodcast.com. All things Asia, all things tech. Actually, for me, uh, I think ito yung challenge to some of the entrepreneurs. Eh? They always want to earn big in their first project. Diba? So I think yun yung naging formula sa success na Manila Sarri. Your first project na gagawin mo, it doesn't have to be the most efficient. It doesn't have to be too profitable. It doesn't have to be perfect in a sense that uh, wala kang loose ends. No? Kasi if you think about, if you want to maximize everything, you want to look at efficiency, baka two years na hindi ka pa nag-uumpisa. Diba? Yun yung marami problema. Eh. So, ang amin, uh, pag may nakita kami, Medyo laban agad. And I'm not saying na perfect yung first, uh, itong last five years, RJ. Yeah. I'm saying is, there were a lot of learnings na, painful learnings in a way na, ay, di natin in-anticipate, medyo malaking burn to. Hindi ah. natin na, na, na plan ng maayos yung, yung land dev cost natin, nag-double yung cost niya or whatever. So, maraming pains. Ah. But the, the real challenge here is, one, don't think na yung first project mo is your last one, right? Because if you think that way, gusto mo, sagad-sagad yung kita mo. Sa amin, you look at your first project as your first project. Your first project. Whatever, yeah, as whatever project you do in the future should be better, more profitable, more efficient. So, um, I think that's one of the secrets that we, we did. Eh. May sunog, okay, tanggap namin yan. Pero, kumita ka pa rin naman, hindi ka naman nalugi. So, whatever you earn is still... Uh, more than what you had when you uh, started two years ago. So, rorolin mo yan eh. Then, with, with more partners together, so, pwede mo siya talagang palakihin ng mabilis. Then, in connection to what Cesar said, in terms of the, the, the office culture, 
I guess, are they tag and pull yan in our end? You want to professionalize the office without losing too much of the yung out of the box thinking. Because sometimes if you if you do everything na process based, you don't mangyari tamo will not be thinking anymore, de ba? They'll just be following step one, two, three, four until it's done. So yun we try you, you to become exactly your competitor. Pagganyan. Precisely, precisely, de ba? So we we're trying to 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 balance both. Na hindi naman pwedeng uh, masyadong bullish na I mean hindi mo na plan out na mabuti but um it's really balancing both and um in our office everything's very casual. We we want to make sure everyone's comfortable. Hindi uh, ayo namin yung boss boss ganyan. Nainis pa nga kami kung may mga tao na feeling boss eh, di ba, sir? So we would want everyone to be able to approach us anytime kasi Uh, we and we always pose this challenge to all our employees. Uh, whenever we have GAs, we tell them, if you feel that you're not being maximized, you can talk to me, you can talk to Cesar, you can talk to any of the executives. Tell us what you want to do, what you think you can do, then we'll talk about it. We're not, uh, we're not typical na, ito uh, muna gawin mo, after three years, bago ito, and then after another five years, you get promoted. It really depends on you. So the hungrier you are, the better. I think that's one of the things that keeps everything fresh. Um, parang every day is exciting, di ba? Kasi you don't know what's going to happen in a way. Yeah. I love this discussion. Uh, I wish it could, it could go longer pa. Um, but there's just one more topic I, w- I really want to tackle. And many people are wondering also right now, because it's real estate development and it's the pandemic, right? So many there we have over here a uh, Boston of Filipino Homes saying Wecom is a great company to partner with more projects to come in Vismin. Uh Sabini Boston Hi, but Boston. Said, Sabini Boston 70% of the projects should be coming from Luzon that's why he's entering Luzon right now. Yeah. I think well, how's, how's, how's Boston pala I I I I've been talking to him and he, he says that you guys are really great partners with him. How, how how's it like working pala with uh, Boston? Because sir actually that's one of the aha moments right sir. Uh, actually, uh, when you find a partner like uh, Boston, Boss Anthony, um, it's really a game changer, definitely. Uh, it's rare that, uh, I mean, uh, we're developers, but it's rare that before we start projects or even before we, we try to find new locations, we actually consult with uh, Boss Anthony Lotario and ask him, um, Uh, Boston, where where are the areas that you think we should go and develop? And and he gives us uh, uh, the, always the right answers. Number one. Secondly, uh, it's it, it's more th- more than a partnership. Eh? It, uh, our relationship with Boss Anthony is more more uh, more more like parang he's a older brother to us. Um, um, we again we like spending time with Boss Anthony. We learn a lot from him. Uh, his team is very professional. In fact, uh, this year one of the uh, the the sad uh, sad things that happened because of the pandemic is we, we were scheduled to go to Europe with the uh, the team of Boss Anthony. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to go. But last year we went to Australia for I think almost two weeks. And for me, it was one of the uh, happiest uh, trips I had without my family. Uh, Again, if you partner with Boss Anthony, uh, as a developer, you'll learn, you'll learn a lot. Uh, as a friend, 
you'll learn even more. So, uh, uh, Boss Anthony has really been been a very big uh, positive for us. I, I just forgot the as you, or you discussed Boss Anthony uh, of Filipino Homes. Maybe you have to give a bit of a context, Palasesar. I just realized some people are also coming in the first time. What does Filipino Homes do for for uh, for you guys in WeCom? Carson? Yeah. So, um, Filipino Homes actually for Iloilo and Davao Damen, they're our top uh, broker partner. So, they sell our inventories. Okay. And uh, ang maganda dun sa Filipino Homes when they give you accounts, quality accounts, eh, di ba? And what I've been saying, Karina, always being open to opportunities and open to other people. Even Boston, imagine, I think we met the first time in, what's the hotel in, ano, in Naia 3? Across Naia 3? Yung business hotel in Naia 3. I, I forgot the name. Eh. So, so someone set up a, a, a meeting between myself and um, Boston. And hindi uh, niya kami kilala. So he doesn't know us. His annual production, siguro, was three times our gross revenue, the bazaar for that year. <laughs> so so I- imagine him giving us the time of the day to talk to us and tell us, oh, saan ba balak pumasok? Boston, balak na yung pumasok ng Davao. I heard you're number one in Davao. Tapos, ano ba yung balak niyo gawin? It's, it's a very casual conversation. Eh? Then he, we tell him, this is what we intend to open. Do you think this will sell? Then when he said, Laban ka na sa Davao, supported ka na namin. So that actually gave us a, a boost of confidence eh, to go into Davao. Kasi di ba, in real estate, RJ, sales is the, is, the, is the initial driver. So if you, don't have, if you don't have sales, you don't have anything to build, you don't have anything to take out, etc. So if there are no sales, you, you won't do anything, di ba? So when he said that he'll support us, medyo kampante na kami. Kasi the funny thing here is that there are a lot of developers who are very, kumbaga, hindi masyado malayo yung tingin nila in a sense that parati lang niya tinitignan. Eh, ay yung cost ng commission, etc. But it's not that eh. It's all the other services that you get on top of just the sales, di ba? So he will help you push it uh, marketing side. Sobrang, actually, mas magaling sila sa social digital marketing than us. Medyo bulok pa kami doon. Then, then uh, documentation, everything, assessing the client's eligibility. Those are things technically that a developer has to do, right? But he also takes that in already. So it's not just sales per se. So so he, he wears different hats. Eh? So uh, on our end, we're very thankful. Whenever we, we're going into CDO next year, and Filipino Homes is also number one in CDO. So more or less, we're sure, 50% sure is our that the project will be successful. The other 50% is really on us now already to pull it off. Yeah. All these different broker partners from Filipino Home saying, see you in, see you all in CDO. Good luck for your project. They're going to be behind you over there. So looks like you're going to have another successful project there in uh, CDO. There, uh, Boston, <laughs> Filipino Home saying, see you all in CDO. Um, now, one more question, especially during this pandemic, the question many people have about developers is that, okay, uh, construction might have stopped. How could you sell what were you guys doing uh, during the pandemic and how are you able to, to pivot your business uh, during that time to ensure that, you know, what um, you would continue to have sales? In fact, did your sales improve or did, did, it, did it decrease in the midst of this pandemic? And what did you guys do? That's a, that's, I think this is the true sign of the entrepreneur because you, you, me and Cesar, Carlos, we've been talking about how are we going to fix up our business during this time, my own business yeah. and yours. What did you guys do? Okay, so as far as sales is concerned, 
Okay, there's a slight dip. Okay, but uh, if you rank uh, 2016 to 2020, it'll still rank as the second best year in our wow. 10 and 20 campaign. Right, sir? So basically, 2019 would be our best year. Then it will be followed by 2020. So wow. there's a slight dip, but uh, it's a mix of several things, right? So um, during the pandemic, we decided to postpone a little bit uh, the projects that we're supposed to open. I feel that if we opened all of our projects that we intended to open this year, we would have easily beat 2019's uh, mark. But then, you know, you, you always have to be careful in terms of uh, times of uncertainty. Um, so what we did is we, we deferred several projects that we were supposed to open. But despite that, we were still able to hit the second highest mark uh, of our 10 and 20 campaign. So for me, that's a success already in our books. Um, in terms of how we pivoted, actually, uh, when the pandemic started, what we really took, what really took more of our time, wasn't really adding new sales because I think the the sales would really come in, since we already have very stable and established relationships with our sellers. But it's really taking care of the clients who bought from us. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean, if we are affected, I'm sure the the individual worker is more affected than us, right? We can, we can tie through months wherein uh, we don't have sales, but they can't tie through months wherein they don't have salaries. So so basically, the, the thrust of our group really was we started creating uh, deferment programs. We created a revival program. So meaning, so we gave them several options. So if you are a, a buyer who lost your job temporarily, we can give you a two to three month reprieve. No penalties, no late charges, etc. If you're a client that lost your job, but you think like a seafarers in six months, you can get your job back. We will restructure your program. Again, no penalties, no charges. Then for clients who really are uncertain, we told them that, you know what you guys can do? You can give up your current unit. Whatever you paid, we will not cancel. We will hold it under your name. After six months, seven months, once you are already stable, you want to reacquire property, you go back to us, we'll apply whatever payments you've made to the new purchase that you will give. Wow. So it's really, it's really um, again, you can always talk the talk, right? But at the end of the day, you should be able to pull it off. So that's one of the things that we really focused on, how we take care of our, our current clients. Because... Um, even if you add a billion of sales, but you end up canceling a billion of your current sales, you end up doing the same thing, right? You end up with the same bottom line. So what we did is we made sure that our packages remain competitive for the new sales, but we, we wanted to make sure all our current clients uh, had options in terms of how they can continue on their payment obligations. And we really wanted to protect the payments that they've made. I think uh, that's one of the, the really the critical pivots that we 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 as a as a company we agreed on in doing. Yeah. And I think that it, it makes your company more meaningful and relevant that you understand your consumers because really God, this is something that will that will come back to you. Uh, not just because it's sure. a, it's good karma, but it's something that's that's for me is strategically good. If the word of mouth comes out, then more people will want to work with a company that has a heart. I just want to say a couple of things. Some I want to just read out some comments over here from Mabel Celis Curia at 8.14 p.m. Sabi niya, I agree with Coach Cesar 
for harmonious relationship as one of the secrets of success and Coach Carson for leading by example good leadership. This is a nice statement from Mark Markay that we need this kind of people in the real estate industry. Uh, and uh, there, there was a really nice one over here that, that I like uh, that I, wa- I wanted to point out about these guys, also from Mike Markaida. Learning so much from these amazing people, Sir Cesar and Sir Carson, very interesting. They speak so humbly about their accomplishments. No wonder they're becoming very successful. Salute to you both. And, and having said all that one, guys, no, I, I guess at this point, as we move forward, uh, we want to ask ourselves, you know, What's next for you guys? What haven't you? What what what's up? What's next for for people like in WeCom? And um, finally, what's your advice for entrepreneurs? I mean, there are many people. That, I mean, what what did you learn from real estate as a whole? And what do you see as opportunities for entrepreneurs to grow, just like you guys? So let's start off uh, with you, Cesar. What are you seeing as the opportunities emerging for people amidst this pandemic? Sorry, RJ. I'll add to what Carson mentioned also a while ago. Just uh, sure, sure. a short uh, short. Uh, uh, Carson mentioned that uh, you know we took care of our clients, but before before I guess you go for entrepreneurs and business owners. When the pandemic happened, there's a sort of panic. Parang oh, how will I sell? That's right. What will That's happen right. to my business? Um, will I survive this? Kami naman parang the first thing I think we talked about was number one, let's take care of our our um, employees. Like let's, let's take care of our staff. Are they okay? Can they work from home? Are they safe? Do they need testing? Uh, how often do we ask them to go to the office? Uh, if they're not uh, okay to go to the office, what's our plan B? So I think uh, we can't take care of our clients if we don't take care of our people. So that's one. Um, so, so secondly, we also talk to the banks. We talk to our partners. We talk to our investors. So uh, at least I think communication is key when it comes to crisis, diba? Uh You don't second-guess people. You don't second-guess what will happen? But the more you communicate with people that are important to your organization, I think the better it is for for you guys, uh, for 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 your business, right? Uh, you don't panic, and you know you get more data, and everyone knows. Okay, uh, banks would call us and say, okay, thank you for updating us. At least we know where Wecom is. At least we know sales are still coming in, and then construction is still ongoing. So that's good. We won't we won't uh, we won't have any problems with you guys. That I think that's very important for entrepreneurs to know. At the end of the day, Saru, what what's next for you guys? What what do you see? What 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 do you think is next uh, for Wecom? And what will be, what would be your final advice for the entrepreneurs listening to us right now as they emerge doing businesses in the new normal? Because you know it's a tough time, but you know as I say, in crisis there is opportunity. What are you seeing? Uh, again, I agree with you, uh, RJ. You know, uh, in every crisis there's opportunity. I'm. I'm lucky to be old enough to have witnessed the late 90s uh, crisis, uh, the 2000, the 2008-2009 crisis, and now uh, this pandemic. No? Uh, there's always opportunity only because um, from experience, you can see that some industry leaders sometimes um, lag off in times of crisis. Maybe they're too overconfident or maybe uh, they did not adjust to the new normal, which actually happens for me every 10 years. Diba? It's not just this pandemic. Eh? There's always many types of new normals. Diba? Um, we're very lucky that we were able to continue uh, business as usual this year. Uh, maybe maybe 20% less on efficiency. But um, because of that, uh, I guess this is a way for players like us, uh, small to mid-sized developers, to somewhat catch up 
on uh, bigger developers. Uh, again, uh, those developers that are big now, MegaWorld, uh, SNDC, but, um, they also started. They also started. Um, I mean, anyway, they also started small. They also learned from the mistakes of other developers. So that's something that uh, uh, we're trying to learn again in this uh, in this crisis. Uh, moving forward, uh, I guess. Uh, wala eh, parang it's it's a grind. Eh. It's a grind. It's about grit, diba? uh, As entrepreneurs, we know that. Uh, whatever the situation calls us to do, we're here to do it and we don't question it. Uh, it's a matter of sinong, who's the best entrepreneur to adjust to the situation. So um, uh, I'm just thinking like when I was, uh, when I was, I, I was looking at my son earlier today and he was talking to Alexa and telling Alexa to turn off the lights and turn on the aircon. And I was thinking when I was six years old, I did have that. But when I was six years old, I was thinking, wow, would it, it be great if I was just sitting on my couch and then just telling, turning off the lights using my voice and whatever. And now it's a reality. And, and I'm just talking about, let's say, a few years, diba? So who knows what will happen next year? Who knows what will happen in five years, ten years? Um, technology definitely is, um, is uh, going at a, at a speed that's very fast. It's something we should um, take advantage of. Uh, for developers uh, like us, we try to leverage on technology. That's why, uh, I guess, moving forward, we're trying to make our homes smarter. We're trying to um, uh, give give people a better product, but not necessarily something that's more expensive. So that has been our mantra ever since we started. So that's not going to change. Some things, a lot of things change, but hopefully that that doesn't change so uh we'll just do what we feel uh 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 we're doing right and uh we're always the underdog rj me and carson we're the rejects uh basically uh and everyone we mentor they have something to prove so uh we came from nothing and we're here we're not saying we're big we're not saying we're we're nothing anymore but still uh Wala. We, uh, talo, eh. we started from being a very small developer to this size. And nga, again, uh, because we've been acknowledged by uh, Property Guru, the Philippine Property Awards, parang we feel that we're in the right direction. But we don't, again, we're not uh, too full of ourselves feeling now we're better than anyone else. Uh, uh, real estate industry, as you know, RJ, it's, it's tulong-tulongan tayo. Eh. We want That's to make right. the industry right. better. This is our obligation for Filipinos. Eh? We want this is uh, we want everyone to have a home. Uh, we want we want uh, to bring in, bring in change to the industry, and we want everyone to have better lives. Eh? So as long as the need is still there, we'll still be in real estate. And as long as we're in real estate, we we'll, we want to provide better products for Filipinos everywhere. Wow. Cesar, we for Congressman Susan one in. Uh, in uh, Next election, and how about you, Carson? What do you see as the emerging opportunities as well uh, in general in real estate and opportunities that you see are emerging? And uh, what's your advice for entrepreneurs listening to, listening to us right now? Yeah, actually, in terms of the next five years, the week, my idea is on what we want to do. So basically, three things. Eh. Uh, the first one is we plan to. In a way, quadruple yung 10 and 20 target namin, RJ. 
So we want to do a 14-25. That's our internal mantra now. We're trying to develop that. Then second is we also want to develop our own recurring income model. So basically in two folds. One is in um, rental and the second one is in um, in-house financing. Mm -hmm. So basically those are the things that we more or less discussed what we want to do. Uh, that's on the business side. So, because um, I think, uh, if you remember, we had a breakfast with Sir Sir Hans C, and he told us mm. you have to rethink your business, right? So you can't keep on thinking of doing bigger and bigger and bigger projects. So at the, after a while, it becomes a, a a rat race, right? So you sold five billion this year. So to top that, you need to sell seven billion next year. Then after that, ten billion. So when does it end? So I think the answer there is really diversifying your business as you get more liquidity and uh, as you get uh, better understanding in other forms of business related to your main business. Actually, you realize there are so many opportunities available and. The, the most immediate ones that we see, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, would be the recurring model, um, the, the, the recurring income model in rental and in-house financing. But then you can also do water distribution services. You can also do so many other things, right? But in terms of um, office, well, our goal is really to automize a lot of things. And um, change is very scary, RJ. Mm -hmm. When we started doing auto, uh, automating some of the things that we do in the office, knee-jerk um, reaction of our employees were, paano na yan? Pagka-automated uh, na to, wala ang trabaho. Na trabaho mm. So, so we, we had to correct that mindset. Eh. We told them, you know, you know, one of the reasons why we were able to move fast during this pandemic is despite our relatively... Um, relatively big size. There's only around 200 of us in the entire office. That's Manila, Visayas, and Mindanao. If you compare the revenue that we generate, other companies would have quadrupled the number of manpower. Okay, so, so the idea there is how do we start becoming more efficient by mixing both process improvements and automating some of the things that we need to do. And I told my staff, as we grow bigger, what I expect is the mundane things of report, the reports generation, tabulating data, will no longer be part of what you do. That's right. Your task is now to analyze the data. You are given now the opportunity to decide and make more impactful decisions. At the end of the day, maybe we can grow. Let's say, for example, if our targets would happen, we do times four of the revenue that we're targeting. It doesn't mean we had to be times four in manpower. We can just be times two in manpower, but all of our employees would have better compensation. They'll be much more equipped, and we will have really one of the better employees or better people in the in the in the in industry. So that's the direction we're going into as far as the org structure is concerned. So um so marami, actually, so many things that we can still do. But um, for now, those are the plans that we have. And uh, yun nga. so it, it starts from, ano, it starts from, uh, it's, a, 
parang clay, eh, diba? You start forming it, you refine it, you refine it eventually until sobrang magiging maganda siya. As, as we mentioned, when we started in Davao, laban lang talaga kami. So may sunog, maraming sunog, pero we were still able to earn, flip those earnings into bigger projects. So it's really, kumbaga, I think yun yung, I think a word of advice for people who want to be entrepreneurs, uh, ito yung favorite word ni Sar ngayon, eh, yung favorite phrase niya, analysis paralysis. Eh. So a lot of people <laughs> end up not doing anything much because they keep on thinking, what if this happens? What if, what if I fail in this? So it's really a leap of faith, diba? And also also a, a belief in yourself. You, you don't believe you're the best, ah. You just believe that if you put in the right effort, uh, good things will come out of it. It's really more more of that type of belief in yourself rather than believe na believe ka sa sarili mo na magaling ka. It's, it's never that. No? Got that. Well, with that, thanks so much, guys, for coming here on the show. Just to leave you with two more comments here, which I think you will really enjoy. Uh, over here from Joseph Edric Tiamson, he just says, it's great that we have leaders like Sir Cesar and Sir Carson who understand what it takes to build a company from the ground up. And I have to agree on building a winning culture is the key to win any business. And I'd like to leave all of you with this thought. I think this is the most important uh, of them all, Sar. From Mark, Mike Markay.831, pinagpalit ko ang inuman for this podcast and it was all worth it. Again, thank you so much uh, to Cesar V and Carson Cho of WeCom Community Developers. What a really great session again. This has been the RJ Ledesma podcast again. We will see you next week for our next podcast. If you've got any interesting business personalities you want us to interview please drop us a message guys thanks so much enjoy the rest of your uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend god bless thank you so much for listening to the podcast the views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of podcast network asia any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion ethnic group club organization company individual or anyone or anything Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 